Very good morning to you folks, and also those at the hub. I'm sure you'll see me. Um, I'd like to thank the PIC for making that special announcement. But as you know, he doesn't mean I'm the negative one uh, or the guilty one. Do you think so? You don't think so, right? I consider the fortunate one. Uh. You're still working and retiring like that. How? What? What's the argument there? <laughs> Alright, I will talk a bit more uh, as we go along in the meditation. First of all, before we go into that piece uh, of the meditation, I'd like to make two belated expressions um, to the church and to one and all. I remember um, kind of this kind of family matter. So, take this opportunity, first of all, on behalf of my wife and her family to express our appreciation of the condolences. Uh, that you folk have sent and also the church and the leadership concerning the passing on of their 90th uh, 90-year-old uh, father in Malaysia KL uh, in late October uh, last month. Anyway, he was actually the uh, past few years into the dementia stage, but still healthy. Only the last few days before he passed on, be turning back. But thank God the timing was good enough for us, even though my wife and I were actually having holiday in Greece, make a diverted kind of a transit to KL, and join with my son and the grandchildren and other siblings and other grandchildren, able to make it to KL to pay our last respect to this lovely father. Just to tell you, uh, I didn't say 8 o'clock. I can say here again. Uh, that was a man who hand the daughter's hand to me many years ago. So it was quite a moment <coughs> when I say uh, goodbye to him personally. Second expression is to thank our PIC uh, because of the bereavement. Uh, he took over the preaching assignment on the Sunday, the dear. Of course, he say I travel again, or Pantang. But this is a good reason, right? So I want to record appreciation for him. And I got one source feedback that he did it well. I'm so glad uh, that I got relief from what he could help me or share with the church, people like you folks. So, overall, really want to thank you as a family of God for this <coughs> kind of uh, uplifting support and prayer. Uh, because after that, too many of you come back to me and say how she's taking it and so on. But just for your info, really, just for your info. Because after that, we came back uh, first to the 12th of November. Some of you were with her, went to mission trip already to India and came back. So she really had a little bit of a break on it. But thank God the window timing for that uh, family matter was really good in sense that we almost complete our holiday and finish the family matter and she continued to proceed her mission trip with some of the folks here in India. And so it's God's timing. 
So we trust how God make the movement for us in the sense to serve Him and bless one another. Okay, let's uh, go to God in prayer before we look in the scripture. Yes, God our Father, we want to thank you for this moment of worship. Truly, our heart and soul and mind and spirit lift up love to sing to your glory that you are truly the one who deserves all that belong to you because we've been created by you and by your goodness to worship you. So and now we quieten ourselves before you and ask that indeed the Spirit will move among us, teaching us your truth, and guiding and leading us, and deepen our faith for you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I think so, it's fair in my preparation and uh, actually uh, narrowed down for me to share this meditation. Simply, I belong to the senior group now. I always place myself as a junior senior. And you are here later, why? And so this message really want to focus to uplifting the uh, seniors. But as I look at the scripture, as far as the Bible is concerned, it ministers to all ages both young and old. So the text I have in mind to share with you this morning, first one is taken from Proverbs 22, verse 6. A very familiar text to many of you, especially you have gone to Sunday school or the children's ministry. We say, train a child in the way he or she should go, and when he or she is old, he will not depart from it. You see how beautiful the scripture mentioned here? That from young, we already want to train our young. And so that when he goes old or she goes old, the word of God remains with him and her. So that's already the contact of the uh, senior member. Then the next verse, taken, next verse taken from Psalms 84, 11 to 12, it says, For the Lord God is sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold for those who walk uprightly. So, O Lord of hosts, is he man or one who trusts in you? So it's good that we continue to play our trust in God, both young and old. So this is the word of the Lord. This is the word of God. Amen. Alright, come on. Hope you are still with me, alright? So here the teaching very clear that from day one we need to inculcate or place the word of God in the hearts of young and old. So let me look at the young folks. Don't play with your handphone now, Ken. This is the word that God come to you. I don't mean to offend you. Uh, this is the meditation. Put aside whoever wants to send you messages or not. What's a lunch appointment? Forget it. That's not important. Really. Do it after the meditation. All right. Then we like to really thank God as you read Psalm that God will never withhold the good things for those who walk uprightly before Him. Trust me, this is the word of God. If you really do that, you will have the blessing of God following you day and night. At Moses' time, 
He already kind of helped the Israelites when they were kind of getting out of Egypt, become already the brand new people of God, enter to the promised land through Joshua's time, not Moses. But during Moses' time, God already given to him them the Ten Commandments as a form of tradition, as well as godly teaching in the lives of the young. Therefore, the commandments come in. Following Joshua 1.8 reminded us that do not let this book of the law depart from you, but meditate day and night. Alright, the word of God. So do everything that is written in it, and thou will prosper and be successful in God's way. This is how the leading of God comes to us through His teaching and through His word. So it would be good for us today as a church, even though we observe the teaching of the uh, senior to us, or a blessing to them, we remember the teaching began when we are very young, from generation to generation. And so talking about ministering to the senior, I managed to do some homework and research on how to bless the senior this moment. I got some captions for you to read. First of all, you see these elderly folks. Where's the slide? That's right. Can you read the word? As you get older, three things happen. The first is your memory goes. Then the last two things, don't know what. <laughs> Can't remember. It's supposed to be three things, right? Then the second one goes say like this. Only thing that comes to you without effort is OH. How nice. Just remember you celebrate birthday every day. Not every day. Every birthday. <laughs> then you know how age will catch up with us. Then the third one is from the Israeli uh, first Prime Minister, I believe, uh, Mrs. Toda Mayer, who say, My dear, OH is like aeroplane flying in a storm. Once you are in it, there's nothing you can do. You can't stop the plane, you can't stop the storm, you can't stop the time, so you might as well take it easy with wisdom. I don't know whether you feel it when you're ready in the plane. Alright, it can be three hours, or maybe just to Malaysia, 45 minutes. You can't do anything, but just to take it easy, and enjoy life and relax. And true enough, at this age, I don't think we have much to do. That's why we have a lot of senior centers around. Recently, I came across this paper cutting, uh, November the 3rd, uh, Thursday. Where it features one of the centers for the senior. You know what they were playing? They called Kinect Bowling. It's a form of a computer game, playing a monitor, quite big. But you don't have the bowling alley with you. But you play your hand, then the bowling or the ball will hit the pins and so on. I haven't got a hand on it yet. If you know where, tell me. Uh, interestingly, the article say there is an elderly lady who scored 300 points. And no one can beat her record yet. Mind you folks, senior are playing computer game. As the saying goes, take it easy and relax. And this is what you see ourselves. So this morning, you see, we celebrate our senior, 55 above. Take it easy. Don't let your pain here and there deter you from going to a center or activities. 
uh, learn to play computer game as much as you can to enjoy it. And then the other articles I came across in my preparation to read about the government policy. Very interesting. It's very heartening to read that the next five years, the articles were mentioned in August 27, 2015, last year, that the current Minister of Health, Mr. Gan himself, will be the minister in charge of this three billion project coming on to ensure the uh, senior will be well taken care of in the sense to have opportunity to learn, to volunteer and to live uh, independently after retirement. And then the quoting from him what he say in the article that the aging population need not to be a burden to us. But in fact longevity is something that we can celebrate. A long life can be a time we celebrate. You don't need to be bored at home. You have to take care of the grandchildren. Nothing wrong with that, folks. I take care of the grandchildren. I take them for swimming and things like that. I'm not retired yet. Huh? So here is a mindful to let us know we can celebrate. Now let me tell you how the seniors celebrate. Look at the picture of the recent election, U.S., the two candidates. Uh, you recognize them, folks? Uh, Hillary Clinton and President-elect Donald Trump. You know how old are they? 168, right? the lady. The man, 70. And your beloved here, only 65. <laughs> and we are talking about retirement for me. Shy, right? 68 still going on. Rallies after rally, fighting for the highest post in office in the world. And uh, the president in last 70 years. Oh, wow. He, like, he not, need not to sleep, you know, kind of move around. And some of us so young, already sleeping the whole day, and things like that. See how energetic he is today, at the age of 70, running from the office of the highest post uh, in the world. So it's really an inspiration for talking about senior. Of course, we cannot be the next president of America, but you can be something else to do for the Lord. So I asked myself, yeah, the service is going to have for us in retirement. More just for paper's sake, as someone said in record. But there is always ongoing ministry and challenge for us. And I asked myself, really, a lot of soul-searching this day. How to keep that fire burning, folks? For the Lord, really. At the age of 65 or beyond. But look at the two candidates. They are more my senior. They can go on. I think I cannot retire right? at 65. But then I learned from the scripture, especially from Paul's writing to the Second Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 7. This is really a challenge for us. That Paul emphasizes here that we walk by faith more than by sight. Our zeal, our faith journey, our challenge, compassion, or ministry and kind of pray for one another is enter a time of faith than by sight. And this is how I believe we'll keep that fire, the flame burning within us. 
so that we will know that we will continue to see things set above and not let the things of the world to discourage us or to distract us to serve Him. I mean, there's nothing wrong that you have a house or job or kind of earn well and things like that. But that should not be our eternal truth. But all these things are temporal. But we learn to kind of place our faith in God. And one great character that you and I can learn from Scripture is a man called Abraham in the Old Testament. In case some of us is new with Abraham, you can read up from Genesis chapter 12 onward. How God called this man. Alright, a married man came from a rich family. You can see he has a lot of uh, cattle and animals and so on in the background. But the day that God called him, the Bible says he was prepared to put this aside. So to speak, leave the comfort zone, move on into the wilderness, a sojourner before, before the Lord, and listen to what God was leading him. The Bible says he started the ministry of obeying God in that journey at the age of 75, older than the president-elect. Abraham was that age. He moved on, and God really honored the man, and by what he was doing and being righteous, God said, I'll honor you, be the father of all nations. And when they say that to Abraham, Abraham said, how can I be a father of all nations when I don't even have a child myself? God said, don't worry. You will have a son, but not so soon. As scriptures say, later on you risk discover that by the age of 100, 75 call him, by the age of 100, he and the wife then have a son. Of course, they have early on, Isma, but then the actual one, Isaac, were born to the family, and from Isaac, the generations of Israel developed, and so truly Abraham became the father of all nations, in the sense, a larger body. But then you read on, not only kind of happened to Abraham in the Old Testament, when God called Moses into ministry. You know, he started with just a baby in Egypt, adopted by a princess, and grown up in the Egyptian court, and moved out, and God caught him at a burning bush, at the time he was all 80 years old for Moses. And it was said that in the scripture, in Exodus 7, 6-9, to when God called Moses to begin the ministry to confront Pharaoh, the king, to let my people go, I mean, out of Egypt, into the promised land, the age for Moses was 80 years old, and his brother was 83. Again, much older than Abraham in the sand. The one I'm going to challenge you folks, you don't think that you're too old to serve God. You are still under 70, right? Like me, I'm under 70. Cannot retire, right? I'm not pointing myself. But here the scripture points out very clear. The older generation and the Bible are the pioneers living the faith before us. They truly walk more by faith than by sight. And I like the way C.S. Lewis, I'm sure you're familiar with this person, great man, who said this, You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. 
This is not for young people, folks. As far as Louis is concerned, C.S. Louis, no Louis, look. C.S. Louis, you are never too old to set another goal or too old to dream a new dream. In other words, we have hope ready to serve God. With goals, with dreams, with visions, with energy that plays upon our hearts. And so it will be a challenge for us to continue our ministry for God. So you as young as under 30 or 40, don't tell me you want to step down. Louis, look, you can't step down. I haven't stepped down, you haven't stepped down yet. <laughs> but then one day, I want to share with you this, about living testimony. Or having a conversation with my second son. Suddenly we talk about the modern saints, you know. Of course, we are familiar with Mother Teresa and all that. So then he already point blank asked me who are the modern saints today, as we talk about in the Christian faith. Of course, I cannot point to him, hey, here got one. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean that. That's the pastor. But I kind of inspired by that question, I look up one of the modern saints I can discover, and share with you this called Father Damien. Alright, you can see the next slide. That he was born in the year 1840. It's a true story. Giving his life as a priest serving God and died at the age of 49, 1889. His ministry was well recognized by the world and even in the Catholic Church. That he was a kind of a priest called by the bishop or God, God first and then assigned by the bishop to work in the Tapasi uh, Island, in one of the islands in Hawaii. And you can see his statue, the next slide, you can see is mentioned in the state capitol building in Hawaii. <coughs> it's a true story of this uh, living saint, so to speak, really. Uh, how he devoted his life uh, to minister on behalf of God to the people, and the people that he ministered to were already all lepers. And no one would like to go to the island called Kolokai Island in one of the Hawaii Islands. And he will say that when he stepped into the island in 1873, he quickly helped to improve the life of these lepers, helped them to do the uh, houses, improve the water system, plant trees, and so on and so forth. He even raised a choir and built a church, provided medical care, and uh, buried the dead. And he will say that after settling down for six months in the island, he wrote back to one to his brother, and the line that he wrote is this one: "I make myself a leper with the lepers to gain all to Jesus Christ." So you see, folks, if you call of God, you will not forget the mission, and it is challenging that you prepare even to live among the lepers for that. But true enough, according to the record. After so many years with the lepers in the island, then he was say accidentally one day when he placed his legs in the hot water, that moment there was no more feeling about the hot water. And he knew leprosy has caught up 
in him. And then after he about to die, he was saying, after 16 years of ministry with the people, again this is how he wrote to the brother, I am gently going to my grave, it is the will of God, and I thank him very much for letting me die. And of the same disease, in the same way as my lepers, I am very satisfied and very happy. See how this man could give his life for God and for his people. And it was said that he buried and the country or the island lost a very strong voice among them. Then you can see the next slide about how he was before a leper and after he became a leper. I really look a bit deformed, mitty in the sense. But as far as God concerned, if I believe, he remained a beautiful person. And it is said that Father Demain is famous throughout the world for his dedication and devotion, caring for the spiritual, physical needs of the victims of leprosy. Such love really reflecting how God placed the Lord Jesus Christ to us. You recall in John chapter 15, verse 13, our Lord mentioned this to his disciples. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friend. It's a beautiful challenge, because this is how Jesus comes to us. That he simply laid down his life for us, without we doing anything for him. Just like the lepers, you can't do much. Only someone will come and minister to them. And this father was the one meaning to, willing to lay down his life for them. And I like the way John, John White, a professor, or psychologist, psychologist in a way, has written a lot of books and I came across his book called The Fight. And he wrote the chapter on faith. And this is something that we can learn. And this is what I'd like to share with you. We say, don't look inside yourself and ask, how much, faith, how much faith do I have? But look to God and ask, what are you saying to me? What would you want me? Or what would you have me to do? Alright, sometimes you're really a tendency for us, give me more faith, more faith. But here God is saying, or the writer is saying, ask him what you want me to do for you. Challenging, right? That's faith. That we should go. And that reminds me of a Christian brother's testimony to share with you at this moment. Very, very challenging too. I met this brother's sister who happened to be the wife of my friend's brother. So called his sister, Martha. We met her, my wife and I met her over a family wedding dinner, sitting at the same table, chatting with one another, and she was thrilled to find out that I'm a pastor, and so she also related to us. My brother also a pastor. Oh, very good. Of course, not a military pastor, because I don't know the brother. See, uh, you know how my brother becomes a pastor? I say, don't know, tell us. 
or say, yeah, this is very interesting because God has done something wonderful and beautiful in our life. I say, what is that? They say, what happened was, their mother was very sick, down with colon cancer, and was under treatment, and doctor will only say, uh, that's the final stage, and not able to live long for her, for the mother. But then the brother, I'll call him Moses, make a promise, a prayer to God, that if God will heal the mom, the brother will resign from his job and take on a full-time job to serve God. And lo and behold, folks, you know what happened? God showed up, showed up at the case. The mother got healed. And the doctor was surprised. And uh, he's still living. In fact, they invited me, if I have a chance, to visit the church that this brother Moses is serving. Uh, congregation of 100 plus people. And so when the mother was really healed by the Lord, so when you make the promise, make the commitment, what should you do, folks? Well, he honored that. He resigned from, uh, I guess it's a kind of family basis too, and take on the post as a pastor with the congregation where they really needed an assistant pastor at the time. And so he took on and now helping full-time doing the pastoral work. Now, what I want to share with you, folks, of course we know them not all the time or occasions that you can see miracles to happen. But deep in the heart, if you want to make the commitment, make the prayer, prepare that God will show up. Alright, you know how God called Moses? Come and see the fire. But the fire didn't burn the tree, right? Just see the light. And Moses went forward, the voice spoke that we call the burning bush. So folks, if the Lord plays the heart in you, just respond. Well, just a bit of personal testimony here, seeing a link up with testimony. As you hear the announcement from the pastor in charge, we were, although I'm much older than him, he stood there, standing in the back, but by the look, I'm sure I'm younger than him. Huh? By the look only. Uh, this is our joke together. Uh, look back, I'm into the 34 years of ministry by this, by this year. And remember, two years back, there's a chance for us to share a bit of our calling. And I remember mentioning how God called me into ministry. That was from the Isaiah text of chapter 6. Whom shall I call? Or whom shall I send? So I stood up and said, Here, my Lord, send me. And true enough, standing up was not easy. My leg was shivering. But now look back, 34 years, full-time ministry for the Lord. Wearing this simple collar that you may call me reverend. Make sure it's relevant. Uh. And my heart is more of pastoral to serve one another. And so here, a little testimony to say that, yes, I may be into the kind of retirement um, status, but the kind of burning bush experience, the way that you make a prayer and make a commitment to God, should be still burning within us. In other words, 
Age doesn't count. But really what? Your heart go for the Lord. Amen? Amen, folks? Well, you scared to answer the Lord. Uh. So you want to encourage the senior? Celebrate your life. Press on. And uh, see how God continues to work in the life. So in conclusion, I have this to share with you again from uh, John White's book. Which he says, As you live the Christian life, you may have periods of darkness or doubt and you may encounter painful struggles and discouragement. Yeah, we do. But there will also be moments of exhortation and glory. And most important of all, you will become free. Free in the sense that you have the joy of serving the Lord in spite of all this. Your age, your handicap, your excuses, or perhaps even your laziness. But you are free to serve the Lord or in spite of all the turmoils that we see in the world because the conclusion first here will say John 16.33 we say these things the Lord has spoken to the disciple to you that in me to be in Jesus you will have peace in the world you have tribulation wars violence killing and so on but you have good cheer I have overcome the world. So in other words, take on the faith, hold on to what God placed in your heart, and move on. And free to serve Him. Every moment, any time that God placed upon His call, challenge upon you. Remember folks, age is not the criteria. What really matters is your heart. As long as you can breathe, as your long as your heart is still beating, respond to God. Amen. Okay, let's pray. As we bow our heads, as you really sense the Lord speaking to you in your own way, I want to help you to make a commitment if possible, <coughs> even those at the hub. Quietly you just like to raise a hand that we can pray for you. Anyone here? Quietly, just raise a hand and we pray for you. One, take count on three. One, two, three. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for your word to us. It's very our worship. And we know that scripture had a lot of examples and men and women committing themselves to serve you with a reservation. Even some become with their weaknesses and shortcomings, but yet you use each of them to your glory. So it is our prayer for these dear ones who are here, this our worship. They will not miss the commitment, the prayer to serve you and give you the honor and glory. So bless this dear one Lord as he come to make the prayer and commitment to you. In Jesus' precious name we pray.